1981, Reggie Collier became the first player in NCAA history to rush for 1,000 yards and pass for 1,000 yards in a single season. It was a good year for the Eagles, but maybe not for America as a whole. We entered a recession following the Federal Reserve's contradictory monetary policy trying to lower inflation. The unemployment rate was near that of the Great Depression. But there's always more to a story than you might think. Tune into Domino to listen to cascading events that have shaped our global economy. You can listen to Domino anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Season 2 is now available. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I am Jamie Arrington, here with your break from all of the high resource live propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Now, this episode is the post NFL draft episode, always one of my more favorite episodes of the year, just to hear the excitement from these guys as they get to chase their dreams in the National Football League. We have three Golden Eagles that have signed or were drafted uh, with new teams. In the NFL, we're going to talk to those guys today. Best of luck to the other guys that are still hanging on out there. I hope you get your shot. We have a couple of Golden Eagles who are very, very deserving, and uh, hopefully they are able to make it happen. So let's get it started right now with the Golden Eagle who was drafted in the sixth round by the Philadelphia Eagles. With the 200th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select our next guest, wide receiver Quez Watkins. So, Quez, what was it like the moment when you got drafted? Um, honestly, it was surreal. I've been waiting on it for you know days uh, or two days now. And then when I got the call, I was just really, I was happy. Honestly, and I was just, I was ready to go to work so I can prove myself that um, you know I was supposed to go earlier. Absolutely. Did you did you have an idea that they were going to pick you? I, me- I remember they were one of the teams that talked to you at the combine. Yeah, um, I had been talking to them a lot, and uh, they said if they could, they would. I guess um, when they had the opportunity, they did. What was your time like at the NFL Combine? I mean, that was a it's a really special experience. Not a lot of guys get to go do, and you had one of the fastest forty times of the entire combine. Honestly, it was. I was really locked in the whole time, uh, just making sure I was, you know, on point of what I needed to do and how I needed to perform. And when I got there, I was really just in my own zone, and I was just locked in, ready to go. That's one of the things I could tell about you this year is you just kind of had a different focus about you and a different different purpose. What does Quez Watkins bring to the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, honestly, I just bring more explosiveness. Uh, efficiency and uh, consistency. Uh, just really those things and uh, really help the organization win another Super Bowl, get another playmaker for them. What do you do best? What what uh, got the attention of the scouts? Um, honestly, my speed. My speed was the main thing that uh, got their attention, but I'm really coming to show them that I'm not just a fast guy. I'm not somebody that just runs straight go balls and stuff like that. I'm a um, 
I'm more versatile. What part of your game do you need to work on? Um, honestly, I've been working on the most is uh, at the top of the, at the line and then at the top of my routes, just getting in and out my breaks and uh, as smoothly and fast as possible. What kind of impact has has uh, the coronavirus had on your preparations for the draft and, and how you've handled this entire process? Um, honestly, I had um, a lot. Um, kind of, it was bad um, when I was in Atlanta, so I had to uh, leave, come back to Hattiesburg, and start training there. And um, when I got there, it was really like no gyms open. All I had was uh, Jack and Nick Mullins throwing to me on the field and stuff, but uh, I really couldn't get much in gym work. What do you know about the Philadelphia Eagles? They fan base is uh, one of a kind. Yes. They really like, um, you know, everybody's all in, especially when they when they won the Super Bowl. Um, Philly was going crazy, and uh, they always feel like you know they're the underdogs. And with them, it's just really same way with me. I feel like I'm always the underdog. I feel like I always have to show what um what I what I need to and really to prove to everybody of who I am. And you've been an Eagle your entire career, starting back at Athens to Southern Miss and now in Philadelphia. Yes sir. What do you anticipate your role being right now with the Eagles? Um honestly I'm really not sure. Um you know I just plan to come in, do my role or whatever my role consists of and do it at my best ability. You think they'll use you some on special teams? Yeah, I believe so. And you already have a rapport with uh, another draft pick of the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Talk to us a little bit about uh, how you got to know Jalen. Before the combine, uh, just preparing for it, he was in Atlanta, and I was in Atlanta, and uh, we were just both working out together uh, really during that whole process. So um, he did my, uh, my quarterback during this whole process. Well, it's great that you guys get to go to play there together. I mean, especially when you got a lot of uh, new faces coming in at the same time at that position. All right. So what are you doing now to prepare for the NFL? It's it's going to be difficult without uh, mini camps and whatnot. So what are you doing to, to, to stay ready? Um, just continue to work out, you know, run the route, stay in shape, and um, really just stay in the game. Like, you know, just continue to get better. And you are actually, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, you're the fourth Southern Miss Golden Eagle to be drafted by the Eagles. Uh, the first in 1956 was Bob Hughes. And then uh, in 2000, Todd Pinkston, a player that you've been uh, compared to and just passed in the uh, Southern Miss all-time uh, receiving yards category. And uh, you have to believe you're number two now. And then the last one drafted in 2002 was the big offensive lineman, Jeremy Bridges. So you're kind of carrying a, a little bit of a tradition there. That's all I see. What did you learn from your time at Southern Miss, and, and how did Southern Miss prepare you for this opportunity? Um, Southern Miss is really hard, so I feel like really just coming out of there, out of a kind of a blue collar system, um, you know, it kind of prepared me to overcome adversity and um, really just help me be the, be a better man as one and a better brother. What did it mean to you to get to wear the black and gold? Um. Honestly, it meant a lot. Uh, just joining and on all my brothers, um, really, that's really just been installed and sealed into us that, you know, we're all family. We're all brothers at the end of the day. 
um, later on in life, those are going to be one of the guys you call on or, you know, have relationships with oh, in yeah. the future. Yeah, absolutely. Even though you're not going to be here in Hattiesburg uh, this fall, do you have any thoughts on the Southern Miss football team coming back next year? Um, Honestly, I believe they're going to do pretty good. They got a chance to. Um, if they can come together and get everybody bought in, then uh, honestly they have a chance to win a, a championship. And that's really what I hope they do. All right, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, well, Quez, it's been an absolute blast following you the past few years. I mean, it's been fun to kind of watch your ascension. And, and this year we knew big things were ahead uh, by the time the season ended. So know that we're all going to be pulling for you. I mean, all the Eagles fans are still going to be Eagles fans. Uh, do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there and the Philadelphia Eagles fans? <clears throat> for my Southern Miss fans, um, I appreciate everything y'all have done for me, you know, having my back. Over these past four years, always counted on me to uh, be there every game. I appreciate that. Um, and for my Philadelphia Eagles fan, um, you're going to kid that's really coming in to work from the day he stepped foot in till the end. Honestly, um, I'm really somebody that's going to, you know, help change this program. Get, back, get it back on the right track. Joining me now, the newest member of the Indianapolis Colts, DeMichael Harris. So what was that moment like when you finally decided to become a Colt? Uh, it was surreal. Um, definitely something that I've been dreaming about for about 13 years now. Uh, when I was in the third grade, you know, it was one of the things I told my mom. I told her that I'll be going pro. And, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to accomplish that dream. You know, many people don't get that chance. What do you anticipate your role being with the Colts? Um, mostly a special teams um, center uh, role this year, uh, you know, fighting for that roster spot. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if I'm, you know, get some playing time on offense uh, in the slot or at the running back position. Um, you know, uh, just whatever they need me to do, um, you know, to make the roster spot. I hope they, I hope they give you some time in the backfield because I absolutely love watching Quentin Nelson block. He's, he's amazing up front for the Colts. So, yeah, I'd love to see you get some time in the backfield. Yeah, so that, that would be, uh, you know, that would definitely be great. What does DeMichael Harris bring to the Indianapolis Colts? Um, I feel like I bring a lot of versatility. Uh, with me, I feel like I can save a couple roster spots because I can play so many positions. I can play on any special teams, um, probably except for uh, field goal. Uh, I can return kicks. I can go after punts. I can return punts. Uh, I can line up out wide, catch a ball. I can line up in the backfield, run the ball, then catch the ball. So I just feel like, I, you know, I'll, the, the multiple threats that I bring to the table uh, would be great. What do you think you do best? Um, I feel like just getting when I get the ball out in space, making that one person miss, that's what I feel like uh, I have the ability to do more than, you know, others. Uh, not really a big between the tackles guy. Uh, not really a big go deep guy on the uh, outside. I'm just an in betweener who can uh, catch a five yard pass and go the distance with it. What part of your game do you need to improve? Uh, definitely, if I'm going to be lining up in the backfield a lot, I definitely need to improve on my pass blocking. You know, 
uh, reading blitzes, uh, picking up linebackers in the A or B gap, uh, things like that. Uh, definitely could touch up on a little route running and, yeah, just, uh, you know, tidy that up a little bit. What do you know about the Colts and, and what made you choose to go there? Um, I, well, I talked to the Colts. I've been talking to them uh, pretty much since the beginning of March. Uh, you know, they're telling me that they're big on character guys, and I feel like, you know, I'm a big character guy, so that was definitely a big fit right there. And then, you know, with the whole they having special teams in the return game, I definitely feel like I can make, you know, make an impact in that right there. One of your former teammates is currently uh, with the Colts, Picasso Nelson. Have you had any conversations with Picasso, Picasso as of yet? Uh, yes, sir. He was uh, actually giving me, you know, words of wisdom during the season, you know, telling me to keep going, keep pushing, you know, don't stop. And it's just, you know, pretty ironic that uh, I ended up actually going to the Colts. I remember uh, after practices his senior year, my junior year, we would get extra work working uh, press releases and things like that. And, you know, it's just kind of funny how things come full circle. Now, you know, I can look up to him and he can, you know, kind of guide me in the right direction when I get up there. And this was a very, very unique um, time leading up to the draft. Talk to us a little bit about the impact of on of uh, on the draft process of COVID nineteen and and what you did to get around that. Uh, I feel like I feel like if you know COVID obviously didn't happen, I would have had a higher chance of getting drafted uh, with my pro day numbers. But of course, you know that all got canceled uh, due to you know COVID. But Everything, you know, happens for a reason. You know, I just trust in God, you know. Um, my parents are telling me, you know, just keep pushing, keep fighting. Family just telling me keep pushing, keep fighting, uh, and just stay in shape, man. I, all I had to do was just stay in shape. Um, man, my game tape was amazing. To me, it was, you know, pretty good. So I wasn't too worried about missing Pro Day, but, you know, I feel like it definitely played a part in, you know, me taking a free agent route. So what are you doing now to prepare? Uh, staying, just like I said, staying in shape, uh, running routes, uh, running sprints, lifting weights. Um, you know, I changed the way I've uh, eaten. I've cut out a lot of pork and beef and fried foods. I just mean, you know, trying to stay leaned out, not really trying to, you know, be too bulky and trying to, you know, be at my ideal body weight, my ideal body size, so I can, you know, keep doing what I've been doing. Were there any players that you modeled your game after growing up? Uh, I was a huge Adrian Peterson fan. I liked the way that he brought it every single play. Uh, he was, uh, had high energy every play. Man, just one of the guys I looked up to. He tore his ACL, came back and ran for 2,000 yards. Uh, he was definitely my favorite player. I was definitely a Vikings fan before, you know, the coach called me. So um, he's still my favorite player. That's really who I looked up to. Now, you, you know, you, you, I'm looking back at, at the guys we've had on the show. So we've been doing this show since 2016. And um, out, out of all the guys that we've had on the show, I know they talk about uh, what are the odds for you know an undrafted free agent. But looking now at the numbers, so of all the guys that have been on the post-draft show, over 50% of them are still in the league. So you got to like your chances there. <laughs> you made the right decision coming yes, on sir, with us yes, today. Yes, um, let's talk a little bit about your time at Southern Miss. Now, your junior year at Southern Miss was a solid season. They had you lining up at wideout. But your senior year, second game, you get switched in at running back. And then it just kind of felt like any time that you weren't in the game, it was a problem on offense. <laughs> well, um, naturally, naturally, I'm a, I'm a running back at heart. 
Uh, That's what I played growing all the way up through Pee Wee, through high school. Uh, I kind of changed uh, in my junior college at Hines Community College. I learned the slot position, you know, uh, learned how to catch the ball a little bit better. And, of course, last year we had a, a couple injuries in the backfield. So, you know, coach coaches asked me if I was, you know, willing to go back there. And, you know, I was all, I was all for it. Uh, it was really fun, man. It just felt like home. It's, you know, running back is really a position where you play off instinct, and it was just something that felt natural to me. What did you learn from your time at Southern Miss, and, and how did Southern Miss prepare you for this opportunity? Uh, Coach Hobson definitely put emphasis on, you know, hard work. Um, nothing's going to be easy, you know. Um, they just taught me, you know, to persevere uh, through, ad, uh, through a lot of adversity. And it was just, you know, just keep keep pushing. Uh, I had a lot of – I faced a lot of adversity in my time in USM. And, you know, it definitely uh, paid off the hard work I put in to keep coming back from it. What did it mean to you to get to wear the black and gold? Um, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to me. Uh, my uncle actually played uh, with Reggie Collier. He played defensive back Art Harris. So it was kind of, oh, wow. kind of in the family. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, it was kind of in the family. Uh, so I mean, I felt at home. It was really cool. You know, just a really cool atmosphere in the Rock. There's no other atmosphere like it in this whole entire country. We played at Alabama. We played at Auburn in the two years that I was there. And I would, you know, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade the rock of the world. Changing gears, what are your thoughts on the uh, Southern Miss football team coming back for next season? Oh, well, the recruits coming in look uh, pretty, pretty stout. Uh, 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 The time that I was there, I was training with uh, Coach Durning in the weight room, getting ready for pro day. And I was just like peek over at their workouts. And they, you know, they look like they're going to be really solid next year and make a uh, run for the conference championship. Well, you know everybody here in Hattiesburg is pulling for you. You know we're behind you. We're looking forward to seeing what you can do on the field next year. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans and the Colts fans out there? Uh, yes, sir. To uh, USM, to the USM fans, you know, I enjoyed my uh, two years that I was here, two seasons. It was a great time. Uh, man, I just love the atmosphere. Uh, continue that. Uh, to the Colts, I just want to say uh, I'm, I'm on my way up. Um, ready to make some big plays for you guys and you know happy to be a cult on the line with me now the newest member of the Cleveland Browns Drake Dorbeck so what was the moment like when you finally decided you were going to become a Cleveland Brown uh, it was it was all surreal you know I'd sitting around with my family and the, the draft ended and back and forth with my agent all day waiting on uh Waiting to see where I was going to land, and it was just a weight lifted off my shoulders when uh, when I got the call. What does Drake Dorbeck bring to the Cleveland Browns? Uh, he brings a good work ethic. Uh, he brings a good um, knowledge of the game, um, with a lot of a lot of room to to grow. Uh, I think, um, and just a team guy that's going to gonna you know, I feel like at Southern Miss I was more of a as a team guy, just do whatever's best for the team to win blue games. What do you what do you do best? I think uh probably my pass protection. Um, you know, there's a stat out there, something about, you know, best pack pass blocking average. Um but I think I'm I'm good, I'm versatile anywhere, you know, I think I could 
think they might, if they want to play me at guard, I could play either guard, I could play at each tackle. So I think that brings a lot to the table as well. What part of your game do you need to improve? Probably my just footwork things. Um, you know, every coach is going to teach a different style of footwork. I think, um, I think, uh, that would, that would benefit me the most really and probably get in the weight room and, um, you know, get stronger because everybody can, everybody can get stronger in their, in their game. What do you know? What do you know about the Cleveland Browns? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, my agent, um, my agent's been talking to me about it. He, he, he said that that would be the best fit for me at the time. Um, I know that, um, I know that they got a lot of, they got a powerful offense, um, in their, in their bag, but, um, they just need to, they need to get up there and help expose it and help, uh, let the playmakers make plays. And unfortunately, the coach that recruited you, uh, Todd Munkin, is no longer there. Have you had any correspondence with Coach Munkin? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't spoken to him since uh, since he left. Um, had at Southern Miss. Uh, my agent actually uh, played under him when he was at Tampa Bay, so they have a connection. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate that I won't get to uh, learn under him anymore. This was a very, very trying time for everybody, obviously, but but certainly for you guys. Talk to talk to us a little bit about the impact of COVID nineteen on this draft preparation process. Yeah, I mean it it hurt it hurt everyone. Um, you know, not being able to go to the gym and work out, not being able to, you know, do a pro day for us small small school guys. Um, not being able to get around the coaches and GMs at a, at a combine setting or at a pro day setting. Um, I think it did hurt us, but you also look at, um, this is a nation, this is a global pandemic. It's not a, it's not a Southern Miss pandemic. It's not a Mississippi pandemic. It's a nationwide pandemic. So we're all on a level playing field. That's how I've approached it. Um, you know, besides the 300 or so guys that went to the combine, everybody else is on a level playing field. So, good point. You know, I think everybody just needs to do their part and um, do their part in trying to get things back to normal. Take care of themselves. Take care of everybody else, and just practice safe, uh, safe, safe um, hobbies and safe distancing and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, there probably won't be many camps right now. So, how are you? preparing for this opportunity um right now i'm just you know working out at the house um i have access to my football field at my high school field um doing some drills out there position work um i'm not exactly sure how the nfl teams or the you know browns or any other teams are gonna approach the mini camps um, I'm sure we'll do some Zoom classroom stuff, but on-field stuff, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but um, I'm just going to take it day by day and um, see see how they um, see how they go about it, and I'll be ready for whatever they whatever they do. Were there any players growing up that you admired, or any players that you modeled your game after? Um, not not necessarily. You know, I never was uh, dialed into the NFL. Um, I, I mean, I would watch the games, but I never was—I was never one of those guys that knew everyone on the field. And um, you know, Tyron Smith with the with the Cowboys is probably the most, probably one of the better tackles in the league. 
Um, so I would watch a lot of film on him in college and, um, but you know, there's, there's good football players everywhere and I didn't have like a specific one. What did you learn from your time at Southern Miss and, and how did, uh, being a golden Eagle prepare you for this opportunity? Um, I learned that probably the biggest thing I learned is, is time management and, you know, work prioritizing things you know a lot of people go to college have a good time a lot of people go to college to learn a lot of people go to college to do this and that i think i think what i learned is how to how to manage all of that uh time management um i think it helped me become a better leader um on the field and off the field and you know, Southern Miss is it's a, it's a smaller school, so you know you didn't really get as much publicity as the Alabamas and the the Clemsons and the Mississippi States and all you know all the bigger schools. But it 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 teaches you how to work even harder to get your name out there. What did it mean to you to wear the black and gold? It meant a lot. You know, I'm, there's a long line of history um, at Southern Miss, be it Brett Favre or. You know, a lot of, I mean, we have somebody come out every year. It means, means a lot. The history there, the, the fan base is, is amazing. Um, best in Conference USA and just, uh, just having the opportunity, it meant a lot to me. What are your thoughts on this Golden Eagle team coming back next season? Um, I think that they're going to have a strong shot. Um, you know, everybody's goal is to win a conference championship and, how they approach these next couple months um, with the coronavirus and how they uh, how they go out and attack it when when they're not being told to do something. I think it's going to play a big part um, in the season, and especially you know one of our old strength coaches, Coach Wolfman, he always used to tell us to beat the ghosts, beat the ghosts. You know, you, you know, even though somebody's not in the stands watching you do something or. when you're not looking at them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think everybody's just got to take that approach. Um, all the guys back there, you know, I keep in touch with the offensive line. Um, I talk to Jack every, at least once a week, um, just keeping up with him. I just trust him. Just, just beat the ghost, you know, beat, beat your opponent without, uh, being told to do so. Well, you know, everybody here in the, uh, black and gold nations pulling for you. will be rooting for you as you take that next step. Yes. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans and the Cleveland Browns fans out there? Uh, to the Southern Miss fans, thank you for the last five years, um, all the support and everything they've given me and all the, you know, showing up to a game at, at the Rock was always always a fun thing. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. And um, and the fans are the ones that make that, make that happen. Um, and to the Cleveland Browns, I'm ready to come work. Um, to uh, to compete for a spot and uh, win some games for them. So that was Drake Dorbeck, the Michael Harris, and Quez Watkins, all former Eagles who are now making their way to the National Football League. Best of luck to you guys. You know that we're all pulling for you back here in the Hub City. The Golden Eagle Nation is definitely behind you. We'll be keeping up. Hopefully, we'll get to watch you this fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will be back momentarily with episodes sporadically here and there as we try to get through the uh, coronavirus crisis. 
Um, I want to make you aware of a, another podcast out there. This is a, a podcast called uh, Propel's Talk. And the reason I bring that up is they have a former student manager here at Southern Miss by the name of Justin Napoli that runs the show. And he is doing a, uh, a couple of episodes of his podcast about the 2009 team. So that's Propel's Talk. You can look him up wherever your podcasts are. Listen to the episode that's out right now has Brian Dozier, Trey Cuevas, Trey Sutton, Chris Kirkland, and Scott Berry. So that sounds like a great lineup of guests. Be sure you check that out. And on part two of this episode, we'll have uh, B.A. Volmuth, uh, Chad Kaye, Colin Cargill, Tyler Kelling, Adam Doliak, and Justin DeLiberto. So all guys that contributed in that 2009 team, it sounds like a lot of fun. So be sure you go check that podcast out. I don't really have any comedy show announcements right now, obviously, but we are still hanging on with Last for Life 2020 that is scheduled for July the 31st at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg with Nate Bargatze. If you've never seen Nate, go go to Netflix. You're, you're bound to run across him. Um, amazing, amazing comic on the way up right now with special guest Leanne Morgan, if you don't know who she is. Your wife or your girlfriend has probably seen her on Facebook <laughs> at one time or another. They love sharing her videos. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this, that, and the other. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.